Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. And it's uh, it's been a couple of weeks with the international break, but the last game, Fulham game, I think mm. the main talking point was probably the uh, the blunder, the fumble. The, 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 uh, he, he really dropped the ball there, Chris. He did. He did. <laughs> it's, oh, my uh, God. Probably the biggest talking point, wasn't it? It's uh, let's. I mean, there was a. Uh, wasn't an awful lot going. I mean, we had chances, but yeah, both teams had chances, didn't they? It's kind of it was. I mean, in reality, I think we only played well for about twenty-five minutes, and then it was pretty poor. Yeah, um, I don't think Fulham were much better. Uh, in poor the conditions end, was, as well. Yeah, that didn't that didn't help. But you know, you're a professional footballer. Just learn to play in it. <laughs> so. and, and it was the same. Well, my point was, it was the same for both teams. Hence, why yeah, exactly. it probably wasn't the best spectacle to watch. It was a. Uh, no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It's just. It's just. Yeah. I mean, we we had chances. We maybe could have put put away. Um, I, you could argue that they had a couple of fairly decent chances as well. Um, but I mean, their goal came from what should have been a routine catch for Mr. Camp, who yet again has uh, yeah, just been absolutely atrocious with something that is should be so... It's just a fundamental part of goalkeeping. There's just no excuse for it. Yeah, well, on, on that point, uh, we have actually had a few messages come in. Uh, we put it out there to people and ask for their opinions on it. Um, the first one that we've had uh, from John Merrill. I think the camp situation is a simple one. The amount of mistakes he's made this season and dropped points because of his performances have now started to outweigh his good performances and good saves, which we probably saw last season. Um, I think Pep now has to really drop him. I think it sends the wrong message to the squad and the other goalkeepers that consistent mistakes are being made but not punished by being dropped uh, it just sends a wrong message to the rest of the squad so I can only see one outcome and that's camp being dropped if I'm honest that's a sentiment that's uh, backed up by BA on Twitter Coops defended him several times to the point I think I've been defending him simply for the sake of not being as bad as Stackdale had been but to move forward, we've got to get a better goalkeeper. There's been too many errors this season. Bad enough being beaten by shots, he should be doing better with. He's now dropping routine crosses. All that's going to do is unsettle the defence even more. Not good enough. Um, we've also had a message in from... I don't know how... I don't quite know how to pronounce this. Um, Philip Peverell. hope that's right. To be fair to Camp, I did think he'd started the season well. Obviously, particularly at home, our defensive record is very good. Um, not conceding many goals and keeping clean sheets. The problem is now his errors are really starting to cost us in close games, such as the Wigan and Fulham games, where we've now dropped points from from nil-nil positions. Um, the only thing I would say about the Fulham game is no one really is talking about the challenge from Mitrovic on Roberts, which obviously, whilst Camp does drop the ball, if that is a foul, we're maybe not having the same conversation now about whether Camp should keep his place. Now, on that last point, I totally get where people are coming from. There was a push on Roberts and you'd hope did, that a referee would pick it up. What were you going to say then? It, didn't, it, didn't, it shouldn't affect Camp being able to catch no, no, the order. That's what, that's what I was going to come <laughs> on to. So it was a foul and it should be given. However, that should have been Camp's all day long. So I don't think... You, yeah. you can't overlook the error because of something that didn't really affect the error. It's it, the error was yeah. ha- happening regardless of what else was going on. Now, yeah, it should have been a foul. It should have been a free kick, but that doesn't work the error out. It's it happened. It still happened. I think John Merrill sort of he, he really hit the nail on the head, and he sort of it's kind of what the from the direction of where I'm coming from is like it does definitely send the wrong message to the rest of the squad. Yeah. You can't continue to make that many mistakes, game-changing mistakes, and not expect to be dropped for it. You know, I think it's about time that someone else was given an opportunity between the sticks. Now, whether that's Stockdale, whether that's Truman, that's it's not our decision. I think I'd have a preference of Truman personally, but 
there's no way at this moment in time that either of those can be any worse than camp. I know people are concerned about quality, the quality we have uh, in goal, and there's not much behind him, and she's always the best we've got. But is he? I don't. I'm not sure he is. I think. Yeah, I think now it's at the point where, and I made this point. Yeah, I, I mean, we both tweeted after the Fulham game and both sort of said, enough's enough now. And my yeah. opinion is, it's it's happened too many times. It's yeah. Now is the time that you just got to say, enough is enough, move on. Even if, I'd rather have Truman in goal and if he makes mistakes, then you can put it down to him, him being inexperienced, him being a young keeper. And yeah, he's not going to... He's not going to. He might not be the player that we can rely on and move forward with next season. We might need to look at someone else, but yeah. he's got an excuse for not being confident and 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 not being commanding and making mistakes. There are reasons for it, and at the moment we've got this seasoned pro in, who's supposed to be the senior keeper, and he makes these mistakes, and you're thinking. How can you make this, how can you make these errors? And obviously the players around him. You, I look at the reaction in the uh, in the Fulham game, and the players just turned around and they thought, "Fucking hell, what's going on here?" Yeah, what, it, what and, it? and you, that you was that was key for me as well. It wasn't just you know the, no one went up to him and like put their arm around him or sort of patted him on the head or, or whatever. You know, just, used to it. It right? was they just looked at you, you, the way they all looked at him and turned away. Is just like for fuck's sake. And he was the only one appealing for a free kick. Yeah, well. yeah. Not maybe, even, not maybe even Roberts. Roberts not, I, don't, yeah. I don't even sure Roberts was. I'm I mean, not sure. It was. A, the whole process of that, like there was a, there was like different phases of when that ball came across. Camp went up to get it. He then, obviously, he sort of patted it down, let go of it, whatever he did, and then as he came down, he then dived again, really bizarrely, in a really, really odd way. Now we've spoken before about the fact that we know he's had. Um, injuries inju- injuries, and he's had a bad knee and he was close to, to retiring before um, coming to Blues but, th- but I, I made not, that not, point I made that point to you on the replay didn't know whether that was he land maybe he landed awkwardly uh, without yeah. the ball without the ball as well <laughs> yeah, it was without was really the good. ball as well yeah. that, what was that follow up weird <laughs> dive thing it was because he was nowhere near the ball and whether or not it was his knee or whether it, it almost looked like he was and I'm, and I don't and I'm not saying this is what what actually did happen, but it's like he was throwing the game. Like, and I know I know that isn't the case, but you, you don't could, know you think, Well, you can't. Like, but you, you can't. We're pretty sure. You can't assume <laughs> that it was the case. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm trying not to get myself in trouble. So let, I'm not, I'm not let, you. <laughs> let's let's just let's just say that it's not making very, any accusations. No, I'm not. But it looked very suspect from. But a few times, I think we watched it between us a number of times. I kept going rewind it, looking at it, and thinking, like, what is that all about? What is that second really bizarre dive? Yeah, all I, about? To me, I, I still think that it could have something to do with his knee. He, he maybe lands awkwardly, like I say, without the yeah. ball. So we're not saying that it's justification for losing the ball. Um, he, he, but as he lands, he then does take an extra jump, and it does yeah. maybe look like he's maybe he's landed painfully. And sort of bounce away from it, and to to take the pressure off his knee. But either way, it was it was bizarre. Um, I mean, various games recently. I mean, just off the top of my head, I don't know there's more than this, but you've got the Derby game at the, with the first goal where he, I think, he was almost wrong-footed, and he sort of, he could have done a lot better with the first goal there. The, the Wigan game where he again sort of let the ball sort of go under his body, if if I remember yeah. correctly. There was. The obviously the game we just had at Fulham. The, the I think one of the goals, uh, or the goal against Leeds was questionable as well. I think if I remember rightly, I'm just trying to think back. So, I mean, I, there I was a comedy of errors. It, I can't even remember specific games because for me, there's just been so there's so many of them. Yeah, well, that, this and this, and this is it, and that's the point. There there are quite a few, aren't there? And he's there's it's no doubt in my mind that. A lot of those losses, they've all the mistakes he's made have been losses, so have, have led to losses, should I say? And that's off the top of it, that's four points there that where we could have got got draws from. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's... I think, I think he probably made a mistake against Cardiff as well, didn't he? But I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, I, I, it's, I was trying it's to the, remember the, uh, the, the Cardiff ones. You try to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> so all, the, all the these away games, all these away games are just blurring in together. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he. I was talking to somebody on Twitter earlier on. I think I think he's done. I think this is the end of the road for him. The way that Pep spoke about him in the uh, post-match uh, presser afterwards, where he just said, oh, "We'll have to speak to Daryl Flavin around it to see if." He, it was kind of weird how we kind of positioned it, it as like to see if he thinks it was a mistake. Obviously, it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, that's the first time he's ever said something along those lines. He said something in the recent press conference um, in the build-up to the weekend game that he hasn't chosen the goalkeeper yet. And I just obviously there's a lot of focus on it because the media are going to ask questions. The fans are now starting to really get on camps back about not camps back directly, but to voice their concerns. I mean, there's always been concerns around camp, but I think things have been, fans have been more vocal about it now. And I'm yeah. not saying a manager is going to cave into that pressure, but, you know, if 20-odd thousand fans are, are saying it and the media are, are saying it to him, you know, they must be thinking it in-house as well. Yeah, well, so. it, it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't because... You know what the football's like. There can be so many, so many people seeing one thing, and then a manager seeing something completely different. But you've got you've got to think that, like we said, the players on the pitch are looking frustrated with yeah. mistakes. No, if they're if they're frustrated, the the manager's got to be. Um, yeah. it, it, for me, it's enough's enough. As I said the other week on Twitter, enough's enough. I think you, you just got to make that change now. And yeah. now for me. I think Truman, either Truman or Stuckdale, um, probably Truman, uh, because he's. I, I can't. I, I don't think that Stuckdale's maybe. He yeah, he made his way back onto the bench, but I don't think that he's seen as someone that they're going to be utilising long term. Well, let's let, let, the, let's have let's have was, a look at the. Sorry, go on. There was, there was talk of him. Uh, last week was the with Leeds being back interested for him. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that that seems to have, seems to have cropped up again. But I, I guess he goes there as a number two, though, yeah. does he? But I mean, let let's look at at the, the goalkeeping situation. So you've got Camp and you've got Stockdale, who's both their contracts end at the end of the season. Uh, are we talking in the immediate future, or are we talking long term? You've just said well, that the contract end at the end of the season. It, so it is, but there's, but there's method in, in what I'm saying okay. here. And then you've got Conor Truman, who's just signed a three-year deal or a two-year deal. I think he's signed until 2022, isn't he? He signed it in the, in the summer. he's got a new contract. I can't so, yeah, I don't want to so, say. Two or three years. So I think it's 2022. Two. So yeah. two. Um, two now, <laughs> you would have to say that um, Camp is probably going to retire or... You know, I think that's probably him done. I think if he was going to be given an extension, it would have happened now, judging by the way they've handed out contracts to the majority of the squad already. Colin, Dean, uh, yeah. Duke and whatever. Yep. Stockdale, you know, there's always been a problem there. Um, he's rarely featured under, obviously under Monk for all that time. And then Pep's not really used him. He's brought him back into the squad and part of the group. But again, he was... He he has been fit the last couple of weeks and hasn't really featured as well. So on the bench that is Truman's taken his place, yeah. and it and it sort of the, the, no one seems to have nailed down a reason why. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. like, is, is he, he fit? had a bad he arm fit? and he, he was fit, fit but he's, yeah. he's now back. So for me, it only makes sense, even in short term, to give Truman some time in goal, at least until the January window, if. You know, we get to the January window, and oh, I don't what's that ten games, maybe, maybe not even that many games. I'm not sure. Um, until we get to that point, we'll have a better idea of how good Truman is. Yeah, and whether he can a, see out the season as a full time pro, playing in the championship. Can he see out the season? If not, then we definitely know we probably have to look at another keeper in yeah. in January, or we go with what we've got. And we make it a priority in in the summer. Well, the, now, this was this, this was my point 
the other the other night after the Fulham game, or the other night a week ago after the or two weeks ago after the Fulham game, um, was that you can now is the time I think to make that change and to see whether Truman is going to be all right to at least last year to the end of the season. Yeah, because this is the run of games like you've just said where it's either going to make him or break him and it's it's going to decide whether we need to go out and spend or to get someone in on loan for the rest of the season from January or or That's whether it. he can do it if he can if he's comfortable if he's confident and he grows into it now start of start of last season when camp joined he had was it two games two or three games well, not last season the season yeah, it was last season. Was last season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he played the first two games, didn't he, against... I remember Middlesbrough, I can't remember who the other game was. Was there a against. cup game as well that you maybe played in? Was there maybe two or three? Well, anyway, he, he, maybe, looked, yeah. he looked like he'd just started, for me, to be... And I, I remember we spoke about this at the time, that he looked a bit like he was growing in confidence in the sec, in, in his in the last game, whatever the last game was. Like he was he was happier to command his defence a little bit more um, yeah. that, and he was maybe starting to, to become a bit more confident on crosses then Camp came in and the progress that he'd sort of grown into in that side was halted straight away it was just immediately bang stop gone yeah. now for, for me he looked like he could probably han- handle himself in the league and not that it, maybe not be a, a, a starting number one long term but like if he was ever called upon or if he was needed as a backup that he'd, he'd be able to take it so yeah I think that we'll probably stick with him now like stick stick with him till December give him that longer at the end of December give him that longer run of games and see whether we need someone and I think that's the right thing to do I, I yeah I do as well from the, the few times we've seen him playing under 23s he's looked uh, steady yeah. I think and I think at the moment steady is a good thing yeah, <laughs> for, no, us, well, for us it, for it us is have. isn't it it is and so yeah, I mean I, I kind of get fed up when I hear people saying oh camp saved us so many points well, well has he because are we saying that other goalkeepers aren't going to make those saves because based on you know the fundamentals of that he so often seems to struggle with like I don't I think I'm not sure Camp has saved as many points and that you know, someone I else think wouldn't that yeah someone like Truman wouldn't have done exactly the same yeah um, so yeah I mean for me if they make the change this weekend and I, I think I think they're going to I, I have a feeling they will make that change it, for me it's got to be Truman uh, just I do, based I just think on, they have to, mate. I think they have to. Yeah, the, the, for the for the future of Truman and for the club, I think it makes more sense to put him in than than anybody else. Because say we get that look at him, we can work out in that time whether he's going to be our number one going forward or whether he ends up being our sort of Colin Doyle number two type type keeper. Um, yeah, I think. It's. I'm kind of. I'm looking forward to seeing if they do put him in, and I have a feeling that you know. I think we might see him. Yeah, I. I, I think we will. Um, I like we said before. I can't see that he's going to bring Stockdale back into it after, especially after the fact that he's supposedly been fit the last couple of yeah. weeks and hasn't featured on the bench. I can't see it, and I, I think Truman's going to be the one to step in. Um, just quickly before we move on. Ay, 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 send him to Cornea. Adios, Camp. Yeah, there's only one, there's only one man for Cornea this weekend. You might as well fucking stay there for a very long time. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Blues held their, what is it, supporters forum night thingy bar. Supporters, I think it's officially in the title, the Birmingham City FC Supporters Club forum where they have representatives from various supporter groups um, yep. in uh, in Birmingham now I saw something online um, and I responded to it on there uh, that someone said yeah they're just they'll just invite people that kiss ass and basically don't 
Rock the apple cart. Is that what the is that the saying? Um, Up, upset the apple cart. Upset the apple. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, not that anyone has apple carts anymore. Um, no. But yeah, it's a. It it wasn't. I don't think it was like that. We got invited, and we definitely don't kiss us. So no, it it wasn't. It wasn't a, a sort of just get people that are gonna be uh, nodding and smiling and saying that everything's great. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't make it, and uh, I know that a few a few other websites did go. Uh, Lee from KRO, um, he went, didn't he? Which he was back from Tenerife, but then missed the. Oh, it was the, was it the night before? Two nights before the Fulham game, was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it was the seventh, seventh, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah, there was a handful of of blues there. A lot of people might recognise them from. Um, and obviously the Blues Trust would have been there. Assessi Blues, Assessi Blues were there. Blues for all, Central Blues travel, Redditch Blues, all the all the usual suspects, so to say. Yeah, um, I think it's normally only the supporters groups that are open, but this time they did actually invite a few other yeah. a few other people. Um, I think that I think the general thing is that they're trying to get supporters more involved. Is the it is the way that it's it's sort of been played out, so which is which, which is a good, good thing. thing. Yep, there's a quite a wide range of blues representatives there as well. So there's people from Claire Bowden, um, who's I think was she PR manager now, engagement manager. I'm not sure. So Amir, Legend. Tick, ticket officers there. You've got Colin Tatum, Jessica Paulson, obviously, and then um, the the Peking Blinder Ed. Edward Zeng was there as well, so <laughs> he's um, so it was quite a range of people, and I think there was a, a number of questions asked by um, the people that attended. There was a, the the trust have actually put some minutes out around what their agenda was, and there was an awful lot around pies, um, pies, and pies. ticketing. Oh, fucking pies! And stewards and you know commercial and I, retail. I, to be fair, the stewarding is a big issue and it's ongoing yeah. and it does need looking at. And so do the pies. Yeah, and there's also questions around plans to renovate the main stands and why is there never any hot water in the toilets, which I can definitely uh, get on board with because that water is bloody freezing um, in those toilets. So for those of you that wash their hands afterwards, you'll you'll know about that. And uh, there was also yeah, yeah, also um, plans to renovate the main stand, which they said it was currently not. This is currently not seen as a priority. So yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think the big thing for a lot of fans is you know talk around the manager, the FFP, the um, what is the plan with the club going forward. Um, and and whatnot. So I think one of the questions that was asked was, "Is this a trial period for Pep Clotet, or or is or is his position secure? Well, it could be, and is his position secure?" Um, and I'm not sure who answered this, but um, the response was, "As we stated when Pep was appointed, we are not looking for anyone else for the head coach position. This still stands." Pep has done a very good job and we have excellent working relationship with him and his staff. We are all united and together in what we are doing in the goals we want to achieve. As you would have seen, Pep has been nominated for manager of the month today. Well, that worked out pretty well for him, didn't it? <laughs> um, the curse. I mean, I think it's it's a fair question. I mean, I'm not sure how else they're going to they're gonna answer this. Um, probably should say as well if you want to check this out go on go on to check out the minutes if you go on to bluestrust.org uh, you'll find it on there and you can get a complete rundown um, one of the things I would I would say around the answers that you get from the club is always take them with a pinch of salt now I'm not saying certainly the stuff around position of the man of the manager or the head coach and you know ffp and and stuff like that i think you always need to just sort of the answer you get isn't necessarily the 100 percent truth does that does that make sense 
Yeah, I think just maybe be careful about how you how you word it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So the, I guess some of the answers may be total almost truth, maybe politician like. Yeah. So there'll be ways of dodging questions and um i mean what if you were in there chris what would you ask the club i'd I'd bring up the pies i'd be one of them (laughs) yeah you would be (laughs) no you're putting that right on me now but uh, i mean uh dan ivory almajir put a, a nice little piece out i thought the other day um well the other week it, it, in sort of response to to the stuff that had come out and to put the the questions that he asked, he would ask. Yeah. Uh, have you got that to hand as well? Or? No, I haven't got that to hand because you've you've complete. Look yeah. at the prep we put into this. Throw so that amazing. right back at you. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd go and check out. Just to anyone listening, go and check out uh, Dan's article on what he would like the the club to answer his alternative questions I think he called it or something uh, that was the type of questions that I would like to see answered they're a bit more serious they're a bit more it's it's more about the the background of the the club isn't it the, the stuff that's going to affect us longer term yeah so and that kind of takes me on to the next part so there was a series of questions regarding FFP profitability and the overall vision of of the club itself which you know we've spoken about it before um like what is the three five year plan because we've heard all these things around blues if they don't get into playoffs then they'll fire pep and on all these sorts of things so i'm going to touch on a couple of things that came up in uh in the conversation um so this is, and this is a response from the club i think it's this is possibly from from edward uh as we are sure you can understand, financial details are sensitive and we do not comment on speculation. Some matters have to remain private and confidential, as you would in any business. As a club, we cannot go into specifics, but we are mindful of the EFL regulations and we continue to operate in a manner which reflects it, but at the same time also helps to fire our ambitions. Now, I saw another article recently by someone that went in there that said, Edwards personally said, we won't have a problem with FFP for the next two seasons. Not 100% sure I, that I agree with the case with that, but he did say it. Um, did he say it? He did say it, yeah. So I think there's a keep right on blog or something. Okay. It was it was in there. Um, so to go on, it says, as the board of Birmingham City Football Club, we need to be aware of trends to deal with and face new situations and act accordingly. In the modern football area, nothing can be assured as definite for any team. The only thing that holds in our hands, the, the only thing that holds in our hands, is to give everything we can to scratch what we want. What the fuck? And avoid what we don't want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite sure what that means. It's well, that's a bit... the only thing that we hold in our hands. <laughs> is everything we can to scratch what we want and yeah. avoid what we don't want? Yeah. Does that not make sense to you? Not really. We just want to. We just want to scratch what we want to scratch. <laughs> maybe it's an old Chinese proverb that I've maybe, never, never, maybe, never heard maybe. of before. Um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of talk here. Um, we just want to scratch and scratch what we, we want to scratch. We just want to scratch. We've got an itch, and we what just need that? to scratch it. What's that song? Yeah. <sighs> we just want to be free. Want to be free <laughs> to do what we want to do. <laughs> I want to have know. a good time. Maybe it's just the way you deliver it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so there's a little bit goes on. So every single club has its problems. You can't always sort them out in short term, but we know um, where the right direction is and we are on our way to heading there. The main principal objective of the club is to get us back in the Premier League. Okay. Um, so they're saying they move on, say we've started a new journey with a new philosophy, a new way of playing and new strategies. You know, okay, we can see that. If not this season, then we look to try and realise our ambitions. So that'll be next season. We learn from what we are doing now and try to improve even more. 
I think this is definitely for Medwood by by the looks of it. We believe that attacking football possession base is the best way. Not only is the most effective way, but is also entertaining and enjoyable to watch. I am sure you will agree that some other performance of um, football this season have been excited, exciting. Sorry. Um, in our last five matches alone, we have had ninety nine shots. That's actually quite a lot isn't it <laughs> come to think about it when have you ever thought of Blues having 99 shots in the last five five games FIFA oh, likes that I've got 99 shots but a hat trick ain't one yeah 99 <laughs> shots and <laughs> a goal ain't one well we have had some goals in those 99 shots we have yeah, yeah. Oh, and I so was they thinking go on goal originally about. but hat trick definitely wasn't one yeah <laughs> They go. I was trying to think like something like it's ninety nine red balloons and try and fit it in, but it didn't. It wasn't working in my head, so I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. He goes <laughs> on to talk route. about much cooler. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Was it Nana fucking ninety nine red balloons? Yeah, come on. That was all right. The gold finger punk rock version is pretty good. So you should check that out. No, if, uh, yeah. If you reckon that. No, it is. If you recognise it. Um, anyway, they go on to say, they talk about younger players. They mentioned Jude Bellingham, Odin Bailey, five academies players making their uh, debuts. Ivan Sunjic only being 23, fantastic player. Dan Crowley, 22. Fran, 21. And then they're talking about um, Jeremy Baylor as well, being a good age to help us. So there's they're quite keen there to mention the younger players and our philosophy moving forward with the way we play. And it seems quite um, key that they're aware of all the areas that the team and squad need to strengthen and our focus is on the winter transfer window. And without, without revealing any targets, we have things in place. Now, we've spoken about this before, that we'd heard that they had agreed some targets going forward. So if that is the case, brilliant. Yeah. And I'm hope I hope it's not just just lip service. Um, for me, that I think understanding what this plan looks like and how we expect to get there is, is key for me. But okay, we have this plan of playing possession based football, attacking, and uh, I mean, do you think they want to get to the Premier League? If not this season, next season, do you think that is realistic? Um. As uh, is it realistic? Yes, it can be done. Can I see it happening the way that we've been going about things? Maybe not. But that said, we we, we as we've said in recent weeks, the the business that we did in the last transfer window was very good. Yeah, it was very sensible. If we go that way again, there's there's always going to be. A chance, isn't there? It's uh, it, you can't rule us out. I think if we, if if we're sensible again, there's there's an opportunity. Uh, yeah. and it, it is realistic, but it, it, I wouldn't get carried away either. I wouldn't say we must get promoted. We must get playoffs. I think it's uh, and I think it, it's something that it's a, it has to be seen as a longer term project for me. Just keep building. Keep aiming for that to to go the right way um, absolutely and i think the younger player things is is great because if you do if you do well and those players stay with you and you get promoted then you know, you it's likely they'll be with you for quite a while yeah but i mean if you perform okay but don't quite reach where you want to get to you've brought those players on you've probably bought them at a much lower fee than you're going to sell them for. So if we've got a plan in place, a bit like the way Brentford have done things in the past, where, okay, it's a completely different business model, but bringing the younger players in and then selling them on for a lot more and then making a profit that way. What we need to do is get the club back to being self-sustainable again because yeah. at the moment, Steady the we're ship. just basically, yeah, we're basically living off borrowed money and we don't really know where that money's coming from. No. <laughs> in all reality, but that's one for a... Daniel Ivory to, to talk to you about but it's nice to see some of the things they've come up with there but I think we always need to take sort of what we hear from a club of a, of a pinch of salt um, well, it would be nice if we could go along to the next one when they yeah. do it if we're, if either of us are available that would be great 
and and just to just to sort of close this off as well we couldn't make it we've once again we i mean we've already sort of put the offer out to people at the club to come and sit down with us away from a group with everyone else um it, not not suggesting for a minute that it, it would be seen as as something for them but if they were ever willing to come and speak to us openly we would do that have them on the podcast or whatever or have an, an interview Absolutely. with them um, and ask some more pressing questions and that that offers an open offer for for dong and edward to it, it's always going to be out there isn't it and, and until we'll see what happens Absolutely, I'm. I would. I'm really keen to understand the structure and the transfer. We know what the transfer policy looks like, but you know, really, who's in control of them? We've made. We have our assumptions around who that is, but it'd be nice to get a clear uh, indication as to exactly how that's working and how involved the uh, the management team actually are in, in picking some of those players. Uh, before we move on to sort of previewing the away game at Huddersfield, I thought I'd give a shout out to the under twenty threes who won again today. Yeah. I think it, top in, in the league, top that's in their five. Division, yeah, I'm not sure if they're top or uh, the Blues seem to say the Blues website seems to think they're top, but yeah. I think uh, well, that's actually, what I saw. <laughs> yeah, I think they're Why actually not? behind Forest in, in the league now. That's five games in the league they've won in a row now, which is pretty impressive. I think they've lost against Wolves in the Cup between then. But you know, in that in that run, they've beaten, uh, obviously beat Hull today 2-1. They've beaten Crewe, they've beaten Cardiff, they've beaten Bolton 6-0. Well, Cardiff, um, Cardiff was actually the day after Blues played Cardiff. And it, it was, was played yeah. in... Car park, essentially. <laughs> did, you, did you see the highlights of it? Played, it was, played in the car park. There, there was pitch. like a three G pitch or a four G pitch, just with like a car park right next door, and then cars just driving past. So it was like it was it was really bizarre highlights. It was like like the type of thing that you'd see on FIFA Street or something. Yeah, um, I didn't. I, I confess, I did not. I didn't didn't watch those highlights, but I mean, it's good to see them. Um, Putting a nice string of games together and a nice string of wins together, should I say? I think they have yeah. played more than uh, games in Forest, but seems to be a few goal scores. We seem to be seeing um, Fernandez crop up quite a few times now. I think his contract is due to, and it was a six-month contract, wasn't he? he signed in, in the summer, so I think his contract will be due to end at the end of the December. So it'll be interesting to see if they keep him on. If, if they haven't already, if they if they haven't already yet, uh, or, or finer details. And Thompson and Summers has scored scored a few goals. Looks like uh, Odin Bay scored another penalty today as well, which was quite nice. And you know, Danny Lupano scored for Hull today. Do you remember him? Uh, last season. Is it last season? He, yeah, he was part of our under twenty three setup last yeah. season. I think we took him from Solly Hole uh, the season before, and we released him. But he's now obviously playing at Hull City. I think he scored a fair few goals for them in, uh, in their friendlies. He's, he plays as centre back, so uh, he must have a bit of an eye for goal. But it's good to see yeah. us doing well, and there's some, of the, some of the younger players coming coming through again, and hopefully. Um, we might see a few more debuts before before the season's out. Yeah, maybe if there's uh, if, if there's nothing to play for towards the end of the season, then uh, it, it, obviously at the moment it's still all very very tight. Anyone can yeah. within a couple of games can find themselves shooting up the table, and hopefully, ho- hopefully for us, we sort of stay in in reach. Obviously, we're not saying that we. That we'd prefer not to, because of course you want to be in with a in with a shout come the end of the season. True, um, yeah. But there's a, if that was the case, then there's an opportunity then for, for to bring some of the the younger lads who have been doing well into Absolutely. the team. Maybe someone like Bailey to get a, a couple couple of starts. 
Obviously, yeah. it's a long way away, isn't it? The end of the season, so you don't know, you don't know where we're going. Think, well, you, you know, don't know if anyone's going to leave in uh, in January on loan. There's that, and you know, you you just don't know what happens throughout the season. The players getting injured, and you know, they could these players could be ready for an opportunity at some point. That said, a lot of these players are currently playing in twenty threes could end up going out on loan somewhere and getting first team football in League One or League Two, like some of the other players. So, be a uh, yeah, keen to sort of see how how the season unfolds for them, and if any more breakthrough into the first team. Okay, now before we do start talking about the Huddersfield game this weekend, I personally, I'm not going. I'm not going to Hull, and I'm not going to Sheffield Wednesday. The reason being, I think thirty quid now. £30 for a ticket is fucking ridiculous at the moment. This time of year as well. I think I'm going to Reading. 20 quid a ticket. I think that's, as the campaign says, 20 is plenty. I'd love to go to all of them, but it's not a great time of year to be able to to follow every game for me. Um, And I just think I could, I could, I would have probably been able to have done one more at that. If they'd have all been 20 quid, I'd, I'd have probably done a lot of them, even on the, the Wednesday night travelling to to Sheffield as well. Um, but I just think the pricing now, and it's it seems to be more than Northern clubs. It's Hull, it's Sheffield Wednesday, it's Huddersfield, it's Leeds. Leeds, yeah. I mean, Leeds is forty quid, isn't it? I think. But it, I mean, I think I paid thirty eight pounds to go to Sheffield Wednesday away. That was a couple, that was a few seasons ago now, but I mean that was. Yeah, that was extortionate, on, and that, I felt like that was maybe around winter or Christmas time, also. So you know, it's just, it's yeah, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. Just, I don't the understand is, why clubs it, do it. It's not just the ticket price. This is what pisses me off. It's like it's not just that it's oh, it's thirty quid, because it's not just thirty quid. It's thirty quid plus getting there. So if the trains are shit, you have to pay another 30 quid for your tickets or whatever for the trains or you have to pay petrol and then if you're going with someone else so if you're taking your kids with you then it's another 15 quid or whatever it is for them yeah now reading we've booked our reading tickets 20 quid for me five pound for the lad 25 quid for both of us it's cheaper than an adult ticket to go to uh sheffield or to go to hull yeah um or, or huddersfield this weekend it's just i don't think it's unreasonable to to have a little bit of a whinge about it at times because I just think it's it just look at look at the away fans and don't just try and cash like Blues have travelled well in numbers don't just look at it and go oh, yeah, we try and cash in on that look at don't just use football fans as looking at you as a cash cow like that that's, that's how it feels yeah and it it pisses me off and there's so many clubs that have done reciprocal deals with blues where it'll be 20 quid they pay their away fans pay 20 quid our away fans pay 20 quid i think blues should probably get fucking arsy about it and just turn around and say all right then we'll 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 charge your fans whatever you've charged us and next season we'll do the same yeah we're quite good at not doing that though aren't we i think we're i think um i've seen a few uh away fans always um be quite uh, positive around our, our ticket pricing for away fans. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a shame that no one takes that lead. And say Reading, away at Reading, I mean, no no one really wants to go to Reading, do they? But wow. 20 quid, just, uh, yeah, like pretty good for an adult. The armpit of London. Yeah. The armpit of Oxford. Armpit. It's Berkshire, isn't it? Yeah. So, no, yeah. Never. But no, it, fair, fair enough on, on the rant. I mean, is I don't go to as many away games these days. I have a select few um, over over the season, but yeah, I don't know how some fans do it because it's some of the pricing for these games is absolutely absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I, I, and and fair play to anyone that does. I, I mean, I'd never turn around to people and say don't go, make a stand, and don't go and support your team because there are some people that will always want to go and support the team. But personally, I just think it's I'm not going to pay it. Uh, the, the, I just can't warrant it, especially not around this time of year as well when there's there's other stuff to pay for. 
Yeah. And and every yeah, exactly. every fucking night out is the Christmas night out over the you, you have like four you have to go out over Christmas about four or five times with different people, don't you? So This is it. Yeah. it. It's it's just not the time of year for it. But I don't no. I just think twenty quid. I, I think twenty quid's a fine amount. And you know, some, some clubs have it spot on and some just oh, it just frustrates me. Agreed. Should, should, no. should we move on? Let's move the, on. Talk about the game instead. Yeah, let's look forward to Huddersfield and then we'll talk a little bit about um, Sheffield Wednesday as well, I think. so. Mr Monk running his mouth, but we'll come to that later. Yeah, so Huddersfield. Um, obviously, Cowley Brothers have taken over there now and yep. it took a few weeks to start implementing some of the things... They've done previously, yeah, yeah. Their philosophy. It, it seemed like they'd got up and running, and then Preston went and and spoiled it just before the international break, didn't they? They did yeah. indeed. Were they unbeaten in four or five games or something? It was something. Well, uh, yeah, might have even been a few more to be fair. Um, so they were pretty much rock bottom, weren't they, when they came in and took over? Yeah, um, and now they are sitting nineteenth on. 16 points the last few games as you quite rightly said they lost got, got the results comfortably there. yeah they lost comfortably to Preston North End in their last game but prior to that they had beaten Brentford away 1-0 um, it's a familiar scoreline they <laughs> beat Barnsley 2-1 at their own place they drew with Middlesbrough uh, they drew with Blackburn they Wallop Hull 3 0. Yeah, was that at, at Huddersfield? Was that? That was at Huddersfield, yeah. So their home form looks. Well, that's five games. Five games pretty, unbeaten. Pretty good, yeah. So What was before that? Um, I can't. You can't see it anymore. I can't scroll down that far for some reason. Not let me do it. <laughs> but well, at, least, the, at least five. <laughs> well, that accumulates a lot of their points because they are on. 16 points so that they've won four drawn four lost eight um, I think I'd been reading the other day that they suffer um, most of their goals have been from like set pieces from crosses uh, a lot from headers so it could be a good day for, for Duke well it depends on how how we go and play, try and play the game doesn't it if, if we try and set up to put balls into the box to him, then it could well be. But yeah. it's, it's the way that we've been playing lately. It hasn't been that that start, and whether that's no, I, I suppose we we've played Cardiff, who you might not win many headers because of Flint in there, and then last week um, Fulham, uh, which just didn't seem to just try to create a lot, but didn't uh, no. Not last week, I think, week before, but just didn't seem to to really do much, did we? In terms no. of, I think it, it just depends how we how we line up, and I think we can obviously get on to get on to this now. But I um, I think that we've obviously spoken about the goalkeeper change, so we won't we won't spend any time on that. But I think that we might need to make a few tweaks to that lineup, and I wonder whether we might. I'm not saying he will change formation he might change formation as we know it's fairly flexible anyway but I think it's time to maybe give Rialba Fran sorry Chris yep. a, a rest I'm glad that you corrected it so I didn't have to he, he's looked pretty average the last couple of last few games um, you wonder and yet on that point he stayed on the pitch yes anything in the uh, <laughs> the, the Spanish uh Spanish favouritism conspiracy. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not having that yet. I mean, we'll just see how long the season goes goes on. Because um, if that was the case, Ramos would start in goal tomorrow, wouldn't it? I suppose. But and he not played for the point threes today. Not necessarily. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm having the, the Spanish conspiracy just yet. Um, we won't start. I mean, Jimenez would have probably been a better. Uh, Jimenez would have probably been a better example for you. Yes. Yeah, the fact he's, that he's uh, in and around the team, 
yeah, that, that is that is also a good point. Yeah, um, yeah, if he was starting again because he's been he had been quite poor the last few times. He's actually made it onto the pitch also. Or, but, or has Dan Crowley actually shit in Pep's shoes? I think he pissed in his fish pond, did he? Uh, uh, that was that was Ravel Morris and a link up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, that was, someone just made that. Scott always made me laugh because someone just made that up for allegedly. And it, sorry, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it went, and it just it seemed to get everywhere. I think it even made it into one of the tabloids around him doing that, and it was absolutely fabricated by a Blues fan online and just seemed to completely take off. So it's amazing how things like this can. Catch up. Uh, so escalate, especially in a in social media. Uh, it does make me laugh, but yeah. So I don't know what you think. I mean, I don't know how fit Baylor is, and we spoke about. Oh, we didn't speak about it on the podcast. We spoke about it in person. I he was he, he flashed a little bit when he came on against Fulham, but he had his hands on his hips after about 10 minutes yeah. and it, <laughs> blowing out of his arse. It seemed to come and go very quickly for him, didn't it? So. Yeah, and, and then he was pretty... Uh, it just had no impact at all. Um, Montero came on, looked, again, flashed a little bit, looked quite good, but we know he's probably never going to be a starter in no. this team because it, of his it's, it's of injuries. Be. Like we've said numerous times, he's going to be 25 minutes, half an hour at the most. Yeah, and that's exactly. if he's lucky. But I mean, I would I would strongly consider looking at uh, bringing Baylor in uh, on the on the left for for the Alba. I think that would make Fran that would make the make the most sense to me, or maybe even play him through the middle and then Marabti on the left, who we know can play out there, or even Max why not let's. Well have we've got mags yet mags would not surprise me actually They're away from, certainly away from home i would be i would like to see us try maybe a four three three and play uh well, that's that's the aim that's the end game apparently isn't it so, yeah four, that's what i would like to see um maybe marabti and baylor flank him duke with crowley and almost like that free roll then you've got Sunjic and Bellingham or Sunjic and Gardner or Sunjic and Davis in that in that holding those holding roles behind that would be key for me I'd, I'd be quite keen to, to see that because I think that would probably that present our what I would think would be our best best formation with this I'd, I'd say they might have worked on it over the international break but for the fact that we clearly know that the first week of it, they were off riding camels with their fit misses. In Dubai, yes, yeah. yeah, that was a they were that was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so. you had some players were still in, weren't they? Because they did, they still had training for some players. I think Montero and Magoma, and I saw a few Is others. It more were the still... ones that had been maybe starting more of the games that are that probably some along those lines yeah um but hopefully they've worked on something they had a few days rest they've come and worked on something i think things might change a little bit now i've had a couple of not great results and it's you know if we change the keeper and we might we might change a couple of players outfield as well um like we said it, it was it was strange because we were playing good football but maybe just didn't get the results and and now maybe teams have cut and done. I think we, we, we have been playing well, you're right. Um, but then you look at the Fulham game, we probably played well for about 25 minutes. As we've said, uh, the conditions, never know. Both yeah, well, <laughs> and then Cardiff, we played well for about 30 minutes. Okay, we should have been 17-0 up in, the, in those 30 minutes. But, yeah. you know... And whether or not the decisions went against us or not, and it As can we've take said this thing about out. Cardiff, mate, terrible conditions and this. <laughs> terrible referees <laughs> and oh, yeah. so all all of that. But you know, so I think we're probably due a change. Um, Bellingham looked quite tired, I thought, against Fulham. I think he probably sh- um, should have been taken off early. Um, you but, know, he's had rest now, so. And didn't travel with his England teammates, did he? I think he, I saw him saying good luck, mess- sending good luck messages to. Oh, is that right? I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I kind of like my head's been 
sort of out of the I kind of sort of in passing watched a couple of internationals but I was I could, too busy I could be, to sort I could my be house way out. off the mark with that by the way that could be that it was just other mates and he was never going to be involved in those squads um, but maybe I th- maybe I, I wonder whether it was his his sort of the, t- the age that he would have been playing with but they've sort of said can you leave him out he needs a break he's been playing so do we think Jude will start in start tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow, I, I tomorrow? Think... what day is it Friday yes yeah, tomorrow <laughs> yeah oh it depends what day people are listening do you reckon Jude started yesterday <laughs> if you're listening on Sunday uh, I, I can see him starting yeah I can't yeah. see it changing I think he's had a rest now so yeah I think he'll be in I, I think we'll just be, I mean because obviously we've got well, Gary Gardner's still not fit. He think he's about a week away from full full training now, isn't he? Yep. So, and based on what they're saying, McEachran yep. has had about eighty-seven weeks of training, and he's nearly ready for the bench, apparently. Yep. So, not like Bela, uh, who's had uh, three days training or something. I know <laughs> no, we've spoken no. what, about it, it before. Two weeks that he was there or something. So. Yeah, I know we've spoken about it before, but like the fact that McEachran has been there for what ten weeks now at least, and he's played in the under-23s. Played in the 23s. Yeah. He's been trained with the first-team squad, and he keeps saying he's, he's nearly ready. ready, nearly ready. But then <laughs> Baylor, who hasn't played a single game for seven months, comes straight into the bench and plays like 25, 30 minutes. And it's a, yeah, I don't know. It, there's, there's, people can make up their own minds on that, but, you know. Let's that, not that is, dwell on it. Eh? Let's not dwell on it. It, it so, just makes me laugh. Anyway, let's, so, let's move on. Predictions for for Huddersfield 1-1 one, one. my prediction I haven't even put any thought into this so one, I'm nil, just nil. going to one, one. close one. my eyes and look into the sky for 1-0 uh, Blues 1-0 <laughs> Blues so what, what, what are you thinking of the lineup? so we've, we've said we said camp the back four picks itself we've got obviously no, it Clark Salter Clark Salter who um, played pretty well against Fulham I mm-hmm. thought for the most part yeah. um, he was certainly better than Roberts on that day Roberts seemed to struggle I thought um, maybe it was the conditions Chris I don't know maybe it was the conditions <laughs> maybe it was, a, maybe it was conditions. tough conditions for back both teams <laughs> um, do you think he'll go 4-3-3 or pick a Pick a four four two that can slip into a four three three quite easily, which majority of the time our, our personnel can. So, what I, do you... I think he will go with near enough the same lineup. I'm going to suggest that he. I think Baylor's probably at a level of fitness that Pep likes. <laughs> certainly fitter than McEachern. Um I think he. I I reckon. Hmm. You mentioned Mags earlier on as well, didn't you? I yeah. think Mags is perfect for an away game like this as well, you know. Uh, I think there'll be a change. I, I think Vialba will probably miss out and I think they'll, 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 he'll either go with Baylor or um, Magoma. I don't think Marabti deserves to be dropped because I still think he, he's looked quite lively and gives us a lot more movement up front than we've had prior to him starting. So that would... That would be it for me. Not about you. Uh, like I said, I, I think he'll probably go same again. I think he, in terms of some of the football that we've been playing, I think it's been really good. Uh, the system seems to have worked, although we haven't got results. We've created some chances, so mm-hmm. I think we'll go the same. I can't. Um, well, you never know. I, I think he'll go the same. But then on to Wednesday. On Wednesday. Wednesday on Wednesday with uh, yeah going to visit Mr Monk in his ground that was and well they've just been charged haven't they for yep. breach of yep. um, he's Another. so unlucky it's quite yeah. funny though really isn't it I think it's a little bit I, I find it quite amusing um, he had a bit of a yeah he had a bit of a was well, I don't know if a bit of a dig around around that. I don't know if anyone has read it, but then when the situation first was that it wasn't it that they've sold the ground and put the the figures through on the wrong year or something. Wrong year, year. and um, it 
they, was it? it wasn't it was unfair value it wasn't a fair value so i think the number they've pushed through was like ridiculous i don't i'm not sure what that looks like exactly, i agreed but... that with the league I've, well this I've, is the other thing not... as well like you've got to there must be there's got to be some gray area there because surely yeah the league must sign it off and the, the, this is obviously going to be the first in a, a few you'd think yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean there's got to there's got to be a handful yeah. you've got to laugh though haven't you really i mean monk's luck really of just walking into another job where they could potentially get another point deduction and kind of is there a part of me that wants that to happen i think there probably is and um, i don't know about you but <laughs> i just find it quite amusing uh, you see i'll <laughs> Uh, I like him. Uh, yeah, I'm not um, saying I don't. I, I do like him. He, just, he did well for us, but at the same time, it's kind of amusing. And um, he kind of wants Sheffield Wednesday to drop some more points anyway. Yeah, might help them reduce their ticket prices. Who knows? Yeah, be, be ironic to say the least. And no, no, do you know what happen? What will happen? They'll put the fucking prices up to counter it. Well, you'd think with him at the charge for tickets, that he wouldn't need to no. sell the stadium, would you? But. Now, he made a bit of a comment um, that he was aware of the situation at Sheffield Wednesday because Sheffield Wednesday had been di- in dialogue with the league very since the beginning. <laughs> he did mention that he was unaware that that was a situation at Blues coming into an, an embargo because the club hadn't been speaking to the EFL, which we mentioned on the podcast numerous times back then as well. So. Yes, I think they're a bit of surprise about the charge. I kind of hope they get it just because, well, just because, really. And I want to see someone else suffer. Uh, and hopefully there'll be a few other clubs, like you say. Well, uh, there was there was a little bit about the uh, on, online from a few supporters saying if if they've if they don't go and punish Sheffield Wednesday with the same. Granted, it's a, it's a very different. In my opinion is it's a very different absolutely situation. Absolutely different. Yeah. And if people the, are the, saying the, they should. This isn't me saying, but people have been saying if they don't punish them, should Blues then proceed looking for some legal action and retribution? Now, it's it's uncomparable, really. However, rules being broken and whatnot, should they get punished? Let's remember but it's then, also a third party yeah, that do the... Uh, I was just about to say, it goes off yeah. to, to this... Uh, what are they called? Uh, independent panel. Independent panel, yeah. yeah. To, to get to sit heard by them so they can sit down and look over all the evidence and whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can you can judge you on what happened to Blues because it's a very different situation. It, oh, was, it, it wasn't... Completely different. Was, FFP and whatever else it was the, it, essentially the Pedersen thing wasn't it so well it was it was the Pedersen thing and the fact that whilst it wasn't in there it was the fact that we just ignored them for such a long time so the FFP doesn't matter yeah, um, yeah so on in, to, in terms of the punishment oh it, yeah but I, but I think that was yeah but I still think I know they said that but I still think it was taken into account independent that, panel mate yeah I, I'm sure <laughs> um, it, I'm sure that was still part of the uh, the, pr- the thinking process behind it. Independent panel, independent panel who knew that we were taking the piss. Anyway, into onto, onto the matter in in hand and the Gary Monk revenge game and the James Beatty revenge game and the Ryan Neves revenge game. As what we as we always say, when there's two games in a week, a lot can happen. And the thing is. It was that long ago since we've had a game. There's not even anything to to compare it to. So. No. So, we'll give a quick prediction. Um, and then piss off. For that game, yeah. And I think that'll probably be something like 2-0 Sheffield to Sheffield Wednesday. I think it's Pep. It's Pep versus Gary. It's going to be a shit nil-nil. Um, no, I think it's going to be. I think I think Sheffield are going to win, and he's going to be fucking super smug about it because 
You know, he's uh, got one of those faces anyway. He, yeah. When he was at Blues, <laughs> he didn't look so smug. But Oh, he did a bit, though, didn't he? But no. I think most of the time he couldn't feel that smug about anything, really. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, two, uh, so 2-0 two to Sheffield Wednesday for me for that one. So I've got us down for one point across the two games. That nice. means come December we'll have a new manager. Have a bit of that. <laughs> After being... <laughs> A nominee for manager of the month last month. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everyone that's travelling up north twice this week, or if you're just going once this week, have a safe journey. Don't spend too much money because they don't deserve it. No, they don't deserve Wankers. it. Wankers. <laughs> Buy your food from outside of the ground. Yeah, go to Lidl well. or somewhere or some other independent the little mince pies are really nice as we found out on the way back from cardiff there you go so have a safe journey and keep right on keep right on